What's up, team? Welcome back to Master Your Mindset Podcast, a spot to get your mind right. As we know, team, you can't just train the body, can't just train your craft. You got to train your mind, mind right, game tight. And today we have a special guest. I am so pumped for our guest. This is a new topic uh, for peak performance we haven't even dealt with. We have a special guest, Jessica Isaacs. She's a, the LA Clippers sports dietitian. She's a master nutrition coach, making sense of sports nutrition in a no-nonsense way. And great follow, by the way, online on your IG and your TikTok. Jessica, you got some good stuff. Um, can I just open with this question? Tell me what, why, why you like snakes. Why do I like snakes? Oh, yeah. yeah I guess I'm rocking some snakes here. And I got the snake tattoo. I know you got the tat. My wife has a snake tattoo. Yeah. Uh, well, I know so there's, I, a, there, there's a meaning behind it. I know it. Kind there of. There is. Well, yeah. So yeah. I started in sports over at Mamba Sports Academy. Okay. Uh, with uh, the late Kobe Bryant. And so uh, this one kind of started to symbolize him a bit uh, and just kind of the journey, how my journey started there, uh, you know, in, in that connection. Okay, the Mamba. Well, I have number 24 tatted on, on my forearm, just so there you know, go. just so you know, I didn't have that personal connection, but did you work with Kobe at all? No, I mean, we, we had like met, you know, exchanged okay. hellos, saw him regularly. And uh, I, I hosted or not hosted, but I um, supported a uh, like a clinic that he held there for some of the top names in, in the NBA. And that was pretty cool, but not a lot of uh, direct interaction with him. Got it. Well, maybe tell us how you, how you got you got started, though. Yeah. So I uh, am a second career dietitian. I went into the military right out of high school. And uh, it was an aircraft mechanic, so nothing to do with nutrition. But I struggled throughout it all with food, my relationship with food, my relationship with my body. I did all the things the wrong way, tried every diet, went through eating disorders, and just kind of through it all was like, I need to stop this. I need to figure this out. And just on my own personal journey of figuring it out for myself and then getting involved in fitness, I became really excited about this idea of like, you know, how can we couple nutrition for people performing at the highest levels and set a goal of, you know, I want to work, I want to work with the pro athletes. That's my goal. I want to work with pro athletes. Uh, and so didn't know at the time what it was I needed to do in order to help them with nutrition specifically. Figured out it was becoming a registered dietitian. So registered dietitian, go to school specifically for nutrition. You do either a bachelor's or a master's at a minimum. And then you go through a, a 1,200 hours of supervised practice hours, take a board exam, so you become the quote unquote nutrition expert. And so that's what I needed to do. Uh, and so I uh, did all of that and then started out at uh, Mamba Sports Academy, like I just said, in, in sports. And then I was at UCLA where me and you met, Colin. Let's go. Let's go, Bruins. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, and then now with the Clippers. That's cool. So, so maybe – Teach us about some myths about food and fuel. How much time do you have? I think you did a post. Uh, <laughs> you have some pretty great posts. The one with Kanye was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what are some myths we should we should know about? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the big one that stands out for me, and especially knowing like high performers are your audience, uh, the carbs. We need them. We need them. We need lots of carbs. You need carbs for your brain. You need 130 grams of carbs a day to fuel your brain. And yeah, people can argue that you can do it, you know, ketones and the ketogenic diet. But uh, research shows we need carbs. If you're an athlete performing at the highest levels, you need carbs. Uh, they are what fuel us, give us energy, again, feed our brain, feed our muscles. Um, so we need those throughout the day. We need those especially around training, during training. So that's a big one. People are afraid of carbs, afraid of sugar. Can you, can you tell us about what carbs we, we should be eating? That'd be the best carbs to be eating. Yeah. So it kind of, it varies, you know, um, a variety of carbs, but you know, the things that are whole grains are going to be great for meals. So brown rice, 
whole grain bread, whole grain pastas. Those are things that are going to be slower digesting, have fiber in it, have protein in it, have extra nutrients in it. So we get more benefits from having those in our meals. Uh, but since they're slower digesting, we don't actually want things like that around training. We want simple carbs around training. We want things that can be converted into fuel really fast. And that's like sugar. So that's like fruit snacks that could be, you know, real fruit, or you could do fruit snacks. You could do things. Yeah. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> coffee is not, I mean, ice, ice coffee. coffee. I put some whipped cream on top. I say just a little, <laughs> not too much. Okay. Just a little, just to get, get me going, you know, actually, you know what that like it's whipped cream, some sugar that actually <laughs> does make some sense. And then caffeine as is yeah. can be a performance enhancer as well. Yeah. So yeah, simple carbs. Uh, so that's when we would even choose like a white bread if we wanted to do a bread, a white bagel, as opposed to a wheat bread. So if people say one's better than the other, um, they both can serve a purpose. So different carbs throughout the day. Uh, again, one a variety of whole grains and then also uh, around few, around training, uh, pre, during, post, simple carbs. I, I love uh, pasta, but we're still going on on myths. So yeah. Yeah. The, the, the carbs was the, was the first thing you said. Carbs. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I would say aesthetics and athletics don't go hand in hand. Um, there's no one perfect body size, body shape, body appearance, body composition for any athlete. doesn't matter the same sport, same position. Uh, it, you can have very different bodies and perform different levels, right? So you need to find the way the, the, uh, the amount of fuel and the way that your body is that, that allows you to perform most optimally for you. So I think people oftentimes will look at, I'm not lean enough. So if I get leaner, I'll become a better athlete. And that's not always true. Uh, and, and often not, not, not true most of the time, because it means we often have to go into a deficit calorically energy wise. And that means we're not fueling optimally to do the things we're performing, you know, the things that we want to do performance wise. So that's another one just, um, that we need to be lean to be athletes. Uh, you know, we could talk about like apple cider vinegar, you know, it doesn't cure anything. Alkaline water doesn't change the pH. You know, those like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, marketing, you know, there's a lot of money in the supplement industry, in the food yeah. industry, in the beverage industry. And so there's a lot of crafty things that uh, these different companies will do in order to sell their product. Uh, and so there's a lot of misinformation out there about what products we should be using, supplements yeah. we should be using, don't need to be using. Uh, I, I could go on. Yeah. Today. Well, I, I watched a special on Netflix two years ago called The Game Changers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this huge like uptick on like no meat. Yeah. Meat's bad. Like the, the cows are the middlemen for the meat. You're getting the protein from the grass and like the world's strongest man, the, the, the strongest dude in the United States, like lived by this like is this true i think team money you can attest to this documentaries are storytelling right they're storytelling <laughs> right Very there, there's an agenda is that what you're saying yes i am yes i okay. am yeah. yes i am you can very quick data you can you can get the, the research to say whatever it is you want to say and you can tell a story however you want to tell it there were some truths in that in the game changers but there were a lot of mistruths and uh, uh yeah i mean there you can be a vegan and perform really well, but you have to be really, you have to be knowledgeable. You have to be equipped with certain skills. You have to have the time, the energy to put in. Um, you need to supplement certain things. So you can be a vegan athlete. You just, it, it takes a lot more work to be a vegan athlete and perform well. You can be an athlete that eats everything. You can be an athlete that eats cake and cookies and ice cream and pizza and then other good stuff as well, of course, and perform optimally as well. So uh, yeah, there's no one perfect way to eat for everybody. That's it. Um, 
If you were to give just general advice for someone who's like a, a peak performer and they don't have access to you to kind of exactly customize the right fuel plan for them, what are just some basics that, that we, we all should know? Yeah. So I would say that, you know, we talked about like fueling around training, you know, if you're during that, those times of the day where you want your body, you want to exert your body in some way, you need to put the right things into it. So again, simple carbohydrates, 30 to 60 minutes before, um, before a physical exercise. Um, if you have a meal, you generally want to wait at least two to four hours out, you know, have that meal two to four hours before your training so that you get allow your body time to digest that, especially if it's got some fat in it, higher protein in it, something fiber in it, things that your body's going to have to break down. We want to give ourselves some time there. And then 30 to 60 minutes before activity, that's where we want to have um, some sort of carbohydrates, some fruit, um, some fruit snacks, some applesauce packets, bread, bagel, things like that, PB&J. And then exercise. If you're exercising for longer than an hour, you probably need more carbohydrates. Your body is going to be using up everything that it ate beforehand. We store carbs in our muscle and our liver and our longer and harder we're training, the more our body's depleting that. It's called bonking when that runs out. If you've heard the term bonking, that's when like we just feel like we hit a brick wall. We can't move anymore. Our body's just done. That means we're out of gas. Like our gas tank's empty. Our carbohydrate storage is empty. So if you're training for longer than 45 minutes, an hour, good idea to add some more carbohydrates in during training. That could be a sports drink, you know, like uh, I don't want to get brands here, but it could be like a sports drink. Uh, that could also be another like applesauce packet, choose things mm -hmm. that are easy to digest mm -hmm. and then recovery, you know, right after we're done. Um, we need to also put gas back into our tank for the next training session. So mm -hmm. that's where we refill our body. Yeah. Uh, we need protein to repair our muscles. And then we need to rehydrate. So we need fluids, we need electrolytes like sodium back into yeah. our body. I, I've heard the I've heard the the phrasing we should be drinking half of our body weight in ounces. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good starting point uh, for your baseline needs. If you're sweating though, you're gonna be losing some of that. So we wanna put in what we lose and sweat. And that's hard to calculate sometimes. One way to do it, you can weigh yourself before and after training uh, and then see how much weight you lose. And then for every pound you lose, that's another 16 ounces of water you want to you want to consume or or other hydrating beverage. It doesn't have to necessarily just be water. But yeah, the minimum half your weight in pounds and in ounces of fluid output. I feel like you and I are very similar in what we do with with teams. Yeah, how's that? Like like you have to have our role? Probably not. No. But is it going to optimize how we perform? Hell yeah, it's going to optimize how we perform. Like in your mind presence and resilient and self-aware and confident self-talk how to visualize courage fear how to manage that like that's going to help us win but how to fuel properly pre during and post is, is a game changer for energy um so how do we get people to buy in on this part you know yeah. what what have you seen work when you're working with athletes or coaches or you know i guess your role is actually it's almost mandatory now like every college program every pro team has what you do, but not everyone has what, what I do. Yeah. But so, so, but how do we get, how do we get buy-in? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough part. Right. And that's why relationships are so important. You know, when I, when I first got to UCLA, when I first got to the Clippers, I spent a lot of time just observing, just having conversations, not even about food, just having conversations about the person first and understanding, you know, uh, what was like life like growing up? Like what, what, what were meals like with your family? You know, were you going through drive throughs or did you have sit down meals? Like what, what, what are your norms? You know, what's baseline for you? And then understanding what their particular goals are. You know, if they're not struggling with 
cramping per se. Like I'm not going to focus on hydration for cramping. I'm going to focus on things that are maybe currently problem areas or areas that they want to get better at. Some of it is, you know, encouraging them to do a self-assessment. Um, you know, how's your energy levels through the day? How's your energy levels during training? Um, how well recovered do you feel? Are you ready to go back and train that next day or two days after a game? Or, or do you feel really like run down? You know, then let's address recovery. So figuring out not necessarily my agenda, um, but what, what, what they need and how I can support them in that. Um, so it's big time relationship building for sure in order to be effective. Um, because same thing is like, you know, you can go get a meal plan off the Internet. But how successful is that for most people? It's not because you don't have a lot of times it's maybe not food that you like. You don't know how to make choices when you're out with your with your friends and family because it's not on the meal plan. Um, you don't have a certain item at home. You, you choose not to eat that at all. So people fall off of these plans all the time because it doesn't fit them. So when I work with athletes, it's figuring out how do I meet them where they currently are? And then how do I take them to where they want to go? I, listeners, are you listening to this? Are you paying attention to this? This is leadership. Well, number one, what I love about Jessica is you set a goal early on when, before you got started. I'm going to work with professional athletes, period. So you had a vision and a goal that you challenged yourself. And thoughts become things, T-Money, TBT, thoughts become things. So that's number one is you had the vision, you had the confidence to, to go at it. What I love about you know asking like how do you get buy-in, the first thing you said was build relationships. Mm-hmm. Relationships win championships. Listeners, are you listening to that? Coaches, parents, I don't care who you are, leaders, you can't make them do something. You have to earn their trust first and get to know. What I love too is you're going to get to know their backstory. What what are your goals as a performer? Um, it's not one size fits all. Asking questions, getting to know. Um, I love I love that, and that just kind of validates kind of what we believe is that. Uh, Let's let's set some big goals, man. So those goals don't scare you. You're not dreaming big enough. And then, dude, life's about people. Life's about relationships. It's about human beings, and and getting curious and stop being mind readers and ask questions and t- tailor your your craft and your skills based off of that. It's it's that collaboration. But but what what excuses do you get? What what pushback do you get? And how do you overcome that? Time, you know. Athletes, especially uh, student athletes or pro athletes, doesn't matter. They, they're busy. They got a lot going on. So, uh, you know, I don't have the time, not time to listen, time to do, time to change habits, time to, you know, do the things that they that they need to do. That's one. Uh, I get a lot of resistance. People think I'm the food police sometimes. They, <laughs> they think they, they uh, set up a wall, especially if they're not good eaters. You know, that they can't they don't want to listen to me because they think I'm going to change everything that they're doing. And a lot of times it's not it's not taking things out of their diet. It's adding things in. Uh, what, what else can we add in that you can benefit from without changing too much? You know, um, so those those are some of the excuses. It's just like, you know, what are you going to make me do? I mean, I'm going to have to eat food I don't like. I don't like broccoli. I don't like this. I don't like that. Cool. But what do you like? Let's figure it out. Like we'll find a way. Like we can we can sneak some we can sneak veggies into smoothies. Like we, we can find some ways to get it done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of have to think about like these are excuses that everyone has. I don't have time. Well, saying I don't have time means I don't care. Yeah. Or this is not important to me. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to see if you want to maximize your performance, your full potential, we have to look at what are we putting in our body. Period. And just. Think about, you know, just some some front loading and some work up front is going to pay um, b- the benefits long term. 
Uh, but I was talking to Coach uh, Coach Stuart Hart with the Bruins uh, basketball women's. What's up, C Coach Close? Let's, let's give a shout out to <laughs> Coach Brown. What's up, Shannon? What's up, Tony? Um, but but what if talking to Coach Stu about like bulking up? I want to get I want to get more muscular. Yeah, bulking. What what do we need to do? Is it carbs? It's carbs. It's protein. It's total and, and just calories. Yeah. yeah calories so yeah like the work the work to get bigger it's not just do what you do in the weight room what you do in the weight room actually breaks your muscles down it's mm -hmm. nutrition that builds your muscles up so we can't be doing one without the other we can't just eat a bunch of food and expect that we're going to gain weight the right way right we can't just work out and not eat the right way and or eat in a way to support that habit and then get bigger it doesn't work like that you got to pair those together and you also have to recover your body well. That's the other thing. You can't be trained seven days a week and expecting to grow. You need to give your body some rest. You need to make sleep important, make recovery important. So it's all of those things, you know, taking care of your body, not just in what you're fueling it with and what you're doing in the weight room, but how are you recovering your body? Um, but yeah, from a nutrition perspective, total calories, increasing that. I say generally like try to add 300 calories a week to start off with to where you currently are. Um, and is, that, is that 300 calories a day? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 300 calories a day to above where you currently are. Mm -hmm. And then do that for about a week or so, and then see if you're making any kind of progress. And if you're not, move that up a little bit higher. And that might be a hard jump. I mean, it's realistically 300 calories can just be like an extra snack added in. Um, there are a couple tablespoons of peanut butter. Um, so it's not that hard to, to, to add in a few extra calories like that. And then if you want to cut Cut. I mean, cut is reducing, but also I would say, you know, my big, my big disclaimer is, you know, don't cut during season. Don't cut during a time where you're expecting to be performing at your best. That's an off season goal. Um, but yeah, that is strategically reducing caloric intake. Um, uh, what is that caloric intake for the, for the layman's? Yeah. So, so food, calorie, food, beverages, things that have calories. Caloric as in calories. Yeah. Caloric as in calories. Yeah. Okay. For the things that we eat, the things that we drink that have calories. Uh, but we don't want to drop that too low. Some people will go and say, I want to cut weight. So they're going to go find like a 1600 calorie meal plan. Uh, but if you're someone that should be fueling at 3,400 calories and you drop it down to there, your body's going to normalize at that lower level. So you'll see progress at first. You'll see some fat loss, but you'll probably also start to see some muscle loss. Uh, and then your body's going to get, become stagnant there and your metabolism is going to slow down. So we don't want to reduce things too drastically when we're trying to cut. We also want to reduce things incrementally as well, just as we ratchet things up, ratchet things down. Okay. What about, what about fasting? What about in, intermittent fasting? I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Why? I know. I really like it's a like, lot it's of like everywhere. Oh, intermittent fasting, you know, helps, uh, kill, kill cancer cells. Uh, it helps your, um, immune system. You know, have you, have you heard these things? There's, you know, and, and, and just to be non-biased, there are, there are some research benefits of doing some fasting, whether that's, alternate day fasting or, or time restricted feeding window fasting, which is generally what we're talking about. There's different types of fasting. You can like skip a day of, uh, of eating, um, but usually we're talking about time restricted. Um, you know, I only eat from X hour to X hour. And there's some, you know, things like insulin, re insulin resistance, inflammation, um, some, some improved markers there. But for people that are high performers, people that are athletes, when I see them do fasting, generally we're cutting out time in the day when, when we need to be fueling, right? And so we talked already, people talking about they don't have enough time. Well, when you reduce the number of hours that you have, you're going to be shrinking that amount of time even further. Uh, and we're probably not going to get enough in. 
And so what happens is, you know, maybe we're improving inflammation, but we're also reducing muscle mass and setting ourselves up for risk of injury. Uh, And then also not performing at our best, also not getting in as much um, out of the gym as as we're we're putting into the gym. Things feel harder, right? Uh, So I'm not a big proponent of fasting. Don't love it. Got it. it. I kind of intermittent fast, so sorry, Jessica. Hey, what's up, Master Mindset listeners? Colin here, your mindset coach. I'm so excited. You can order. My new book, Quiet Mind and Quiet Mind for Kids, right now on Amazon. Get the tools and strategies and tactics that I haven't shared on this podcast. So you get a mental emotional toolkit to lower nerves and increase unshakable confidence to perform at your best. I got Quiet Mind, which is for teens and adults, and Quiet Mind for Kids, which is for the youngsters. And parents, our kids need tools today to be their best. So go to Amazon right now and get your copy. Um, <laughs> It works for me. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about having discipline. You can have a plan, but how do we execute? So what are some strategies to like to implement and to uh, execute this? I mean, give us some tips. I mean, are there some apps we could be using? I know uh, dieting research is showing if you just do a food log, that just helps you, you know, to execute that. But any any tips there? Yeah. So I say if you have um, if you have problems right now with food, like in body image and that sort of thing, and or you have any kind of disordered uh, eating disorder, a food log is probably not always the best. Right. Or doing any kind of calorie counting is not the best. But for other people, it can be helpful to see what you're doing. And when you want to start a new habit, attach it to a habit you already have. So if you want to start, I don't know, taking vitamins or something, you know, you want to add fish oil into your day. Fish oil is great. Uh, you want to add fish oil. Um, take that with breakfast. So add that to something you're already doing, set a timer, set a reminder, you know, that sort of thing. So set yourself up, you know, you're not, you're not going to nail, nail a new habit right away. So know that. So know that you're not going to nail a new habit right away just because you say you want to do it. You need to, you need to set yourself up for success by, um, by planning and, and, and by organizing your behaviors in a way that, that support that goal. Right. Um, so those are things that you can do. That food log might be helpful to really take, you know, you might be crushing it Monday, Tuesday, but Wednesday, Thursday are a little sketch. And then you're at the end of the week, you're saying, hey, I'm doing these things. I'm not seeing the change. Well, then let's look back and see, well, where do we fall off? Oh, maybe we need to be honest with ourselves. Maybe our memory is not so great. And we didn't realize that on, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, we skipped some meals uh, or we went a little too hard on dessert that day, or and maybe that's an indicator there that we went too hard on dessert because we didn't eat enough meals on Wednesday. Uh, so, so different things there, uh, depending on the person. Um, but I, I think that's also where I un- meet the person and understand who they are yeah. and what works best for them. I love it. You mentioned fish oil. I've been taking fish oil, omega-3, then I switched to krill oil. But what are some supplements we should be using? I mean, T-Money, good-looking freshman wants to be looking his best for the ladies and being in shape, you know, when he goes golf and goes golfing. So what are some supplements just for our skin, for our hair, for our health? Yeah. So it would depend on goals, depend on what your diet looks like to begin with. Not everybody necessarily needs supplements. Um, people that are athletes so often or, or performing at high levels often do need um, some extra things. Most people don't get enough fish in their diet, you know, at, at least in America. Um, so omega-3, a fish oil, something like that's good for inflammation. Would you say fish or would you say krill? I don't know why I got switched to krill. I don't know why. Well, I, 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 I was taking fish. Is it the same or different? 
it's marine sources. So you want to look for ones that have specifically EPA and DHA. These are two types of omega-3s that we can only get from like a fish marine source, um, an algae, you know, that sort of thing. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just fish, but we want to look for EPA, DHA. Those are the ones that are good for our brain. Uh, so those are ones I would say magnesium is often one too that yeah. people are don't get enough of in. Um, it's good for sleep. It's also good for energy, which doesn't seem like it makes sense, but it does. Uh, so magnesium is a good one for people. It helps uh, you sleep and have more energy at the same time. Wow, this right. is a, a super supplement. Yeah, yeah. So it's involved in a couple, a few different processes within the body. Uh -huh. uh, some other things, vitamin D is often one that I'm supplementing for a lot of athletes. Most people don't get enough vitamin D in their diet. Not a lot of food sources of vitamin D. Sun is a great source of vitamin D, but not everybody has yeah. access to California sunshine all the time. Yeah. So. It is. It is going to be uh, sixty-eight here in Nashville. Which oh is yeah, nice. you're in Nashville now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but any more supplements? I want to cut you off. Uh, those are the big ones. So then there's some other ones that you know we talked about. Like if you're on a vegan diet, you know you might need like B12, iron. You might need some other things in there. Mm -hmm. But those, you know, would be those would be like the generic ones. Um, sometimes a good multivitamin is helpful for people, especially that don't get enough variety in their diet, don't get enough fruits mm -hmm. and vegetables. A good multivitamin to help fill mm -hmm. the gap. Um, I've heard you say the word recovery a lot mm -hmm. and that's, a, that's what I use a lot too. That's my role is like, you're grinding. Are you grooving? How do we recover? How do we maximize, um, your ability to, uh, man, your work, everyone works hard. If you're going to be a top performer, don't glorify lifting weights and busting your ass. Let's, let's get an edge with again, fueling resting recovery. So give us some, do you have some like, you know, a 30 second elevator pitch on like why sleep is so, so powerful. Yeah. Well, research shows us that by getting enough sleep. So for most athletes, it's nine, eight to 10 hours. I would say nine to 10 hours that we can reduce injury risk substantially. Um, we can, it, it, there's so many, so many things that are happening during sleep, recovering our body, um, repairing our muscles, repairing our mind, you know, all sorts of things. Right. And so if we're not getting enough, we're setting ourselves up for risk of injury as an athlete. Um, and then we're just not, again, it's not helping us reach our goals. So we have higher stress levels. Uh, we can interfere with our, our, um, our natural sleep cycle and then just make it harder for us to recover in the future. That wasn't a very good elevator pitch. I don't feel like. No, but. I'll help. I'll help you. Sleep <laughs> is the sleep is a is a secret sauce. Your body produces really your body really produces HGH when you sleep. HGH, and and uh, we have this natural rhythm with how our, our body uh, sleeps and is awake. So look at the sunrise and sunset. That helps. But in between the uh, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., your body produces double the amounts of HGH and testosterone. There you go. This is gonna. And natural, a natural performance enhancer is in your body if you if you optimize it. And then Stanford did research on uh, faster times running, more accurate shooting. I mean, all all the research, lower injury, um, able to problem solve. I mean, just so much, so much good stuff. And then your your body is like a wash. It's like it's like sweeps away toxins in your brain when you're sleeping. Um, but I want to pivot, and you have a dope account on IG and uh, you know TikTok, Jessica. I I, I appreciate the creativity i appreciate the like let's take something that maybe is not glamorous or fun but you make it entertaining to learn so this is for any leader coach give us some give us your process on like why do you get creative to to, to educate people in like a current way like how can we do a better job of making content more relevant yeah 
Now, I was on Instagram for a while posting things that I was putting a lot of time and effort in and I felt like were great resources, but I just wasn't reaching athletes. I wasn't reaching my target audience. And so I've got a 14 year old, almost 15 year old behind this wall here. And <laughs> she's fine. She's in her room. She's not like <laughs> trapped. Um, but so I, I got on TikTok during like COVID during quarantine, you know, early pandemic, uh, just to see what she was up to. And then just saw it as like, man, you know, if I coupled you know, the graphics and information that I was trying to drill these like big ideas into like small bite size ideas that were easily digestible, pun intended, you know, how can I put that now into video form? Uh, and so a lot of trial and error there. And but uh, but yeah, it's, it's to work, you know, people want to be people want to learn, but they want to be entertained and people have a short attention span. Um, so it, it really be, by being creative, I found that I was actually reaching my target audience, that people were connecting with my messages. And then when I was at UCLA, you know, a lot of our um, my conversations would start through social media with, with the athletes. So I would see them every day, but then they would go see a video or something. And then they would um, shoot me a message and say like, Hey, you know, I saw you posted about this. Can we talk about this tomorrow or whatever? So it was great for um, continuing the conversation, starting the conversation or continuing the conversation. And it's kind of meeting them, meet them where they are. And in, in this uh, area of influence, yeah. you need to entertain before you, before you can educate. In this society, I hate to say it, if you can't captivate their attention, the the, the number one commodity in, in the world today is attention. So get creative, uh, engage them. Um, I kind of have one more question. T-Money, you want to, you have a question for, for Jessica? I feel like you've covered most. I mean, I, I think I, I can come up with one. Okay, one. you come up with one. I want to okay. know, wh where's your favorite spot in LA to eat? Like where, if next time I'm in town working with, the basketball team where, where where should i go i i in and out is like my number one in and out number one. If, if i'm right tanner we were the, the, for, for breakaway we, we were in and out at like midnight we're like we gotta go yeah. <laughs> we have to just do it when i'm in california um but any spot i should be like what's your favorite what's your favorite meal what's your favorite spot well, okay. So I'm, I'm kind of lame. So first of all, I live far away from LA. I live like 60 okay. miles away. So I don't usually like frequent a lot around LA. Okay. Um, and this is not like a restaurant or anything fancy, but there's a place called Sharky's. Do you, you ever had Sharky's? Never and heard of it. Like, what, what kind of food? It's, well, it's called like a wood fire grill. So it comes across like, it's like a Mexican grill, which it kind of is, but it's, they have like these power plates and different bowls and stuff where it's like a good size protein, really well done. Um, and then their sides are great. So you can have a really good high quality meal there. Um, uh, that's, you know, fast, casual kind of style. So I really like that. You can, they have like tofu, shrimp, steak, chicken, really fish, anything that you want. Uh, and then just some really awesome shot sides. So shout out Sharky's. So kind of last kind of kind of um, similar kind of add on to that one is what what's your last meal? My last meal. I had avocado toast and eggs and some fruit. Yeah. What's your last meal on on the planet? Oh, last meal on the planet. Yeah, if you had if you had one more meal to go. <laughs> one more meal. Okay. Yeah. Last meal on the planet. It would be sushi. I love sushi. Right, nice. Yeah, it would be sushi. I don't, I don't like seafood, but more yeah. power to you. Good for you. Team money, you got some? Uh, yeah. So I'm someone who's like, I would say I eat relatively healthy, but like, my question is like, what would you tell someone who struggles with like worrying too much about the amount of sugar they're consuming or the amount of carbs or whatever it is, like someone who worries too much about the nutrition label, I guess you could say. 
Yeah. I mean, I would say work with a dietitian. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Let's work, let's work through that. Yeah. Let's figure that yeah. out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on where those, I guess, who the person is and right. uh, what they're trying to do. Right. So, you know, if it's someone that's going to be burning a lot of energy, then we'll talk through how, you know, these different things break down in our body uh, and how we, we utilize them for energy. Uh, but if it's more from like a health standpoint, you know, uh, and someone who's not as active, we'd have a conversation about what does the research say as far as, um, you know, everything that I do is from an evidence-based perspective, but what does the research actually say as far as like how these things affect our body? And then also, you know, maybe how do we swap things out in a way that you feel good about it? You know, how do we yeah. create balance so that you can have, feel really good about what you're eating during the daytime. So like that 80, 20 rule or whatever, and then, you know, enjoy your, your sweets here too. You know, how do, how do we, how do we do that in a way where you feel like you're checking all your boxes nutritionally and this is just some bonus because you want it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Awesome. I love that. Actually, I, I lied to you. I have one more question. I think this is, and, and this can actually get kind of deep. Uh, we didn't even, we didn't even talk about this and then you mentioned it, but for someone who is struggling with body image, yeah. which that's a real thing that we don't talk about probably enough. And I have four daughters. My brother kind of dealt with that. He kind of was a late bloomer. So he was, he thought he was too skinny. You know, some of the athletes who are females, they don't want to get too bulky, but we need some, some, muscle you know to endure the season so i mean in in everyday life or as an athlete it's like how what are some tips that you've seen work i would say do a social media detox you know find mm -hmm. get rid of the accounts that make you feel bad about yourself you know that that whatever maybe your body checking yourself based on on, on those images or something like that do a social media detox so that's, I think that's a big factor in how we view ourselves is, is what's happening on social media. You know, you talk about like the metaverse, like <laughs> the internet is reality, right? <laughs> like, so uh, whatever you're, you're exposing yourself to is also getting into your mind. I'd also uh, encourage, you know, positive self-talk, you know, how, what are, how are you, what are you talking to yourself about? What are you saying to yourself when you're looking in the mirror? Catch yourself when you're saying negative things and replace those with something positive. You know, I, love my thighs because they're powerful and and it allows me to squat it allows me i was a rugby player it allows me to run chicks over you know like figure out <laughs> find ways to, to let's go i like that self-talk jessica yeah, yeah 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 okay we got we got uh detox your instagram your, your, mm -hmm. your tiktok uh self-talk anything else yeah and then you know i think i said this earlier too is just understanding that there's no one perfect body size for everybody for anything um you know if it's if you're not an athlete if you're just somewhat regular human like some things that i do because i have bad body image days all the time uh you know i find i put on clothes that make me feel good and if i'm putting on something and it, it doesn't feel good on my body it feels too tight it's making me really aware of parts of my body that i'm not in love with right now, then I'm going to put on something that makes me feel better so that I can feel like a boss queen and, and not be worried about, about my body because like we're so much more than yeah. what our bodies look like. You're so much more. That's Everybody's it. got a freaking body, but who are you? Yeah. And I would say, talk to a fuel expert like yourself, yeah. talk, talk to a therapist counselor. Don't do it alone. Sure. You know, get a team around you. Um, Jessica, great stuff today. We cover things we normally don't cover. And I think it's so important to work on the whole human being and food and intake and understanding what's, what's going in is just like self-talk is important. Like what, what food you put in is important, yeah. you know, what you consume and watch. So great stuff. Learned a lot, took a lot of notes. Um, but we, hey, let us know where we can find you. Where, where, where are you, where are you hanging out? 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you can find me on TikTok or Instagram at Jessica the Sports RD. RD stands for Registered Dietitian. Jessica the Sports RD, and then websites the same, Jessica the Sports Love that, and we end every single show, Jessica, with this truth: the body has limits, but the mind is limitless. Awesome work, thank you. Let's go. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 